Hey everyone, welcome back. We are on another interview. I am on the phone right now with Josh Vaughn. Some of you may uh, recognize his name. Uh, He's played for a couple of Little teams you may have heard of here and there. He's played for the Carolina Panthers in that 2010-2011, as well as our very own Atlanta Falcons here in that 2012-2013 season. Um, and so, Josh, thanks for uh, joining us on the call. It's going to be going to be a great conversation. Uh, thanks for having me, Avery. Appreciate it. No problem. So listen, I've known you for a few years now, and we've been able to sort of work side by side and. What I wanted to do is talk to you about some of your experiences, some things that you've seen, some things that you've um, been a part of, all the way from your career, starting all the way back in Carolina. Um, you're 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 in the NFL. You're a running back. You're you're a part of of this organization, and then you 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 find yourself in Atlanta. Uh, you're you're here. You're a dirty bird. Uh, you're you're living the dream. Uh, people are looking at you as you know this guy's achieved it. He's he's hit success, and he's he's at that he's at the top of his career. Fast forward another year, and you find yourself in free agency. But one of the things that I noticed is that you were able to navigate that season without it harming your identity. A lot of guys I know when they don't have that job, when they don't have that position, when they're not on that team with that organization, when they lose their job, they lose their identity. If I don't do that, then who am I? Um, I, I never saw you go through that. You always had a certain strength and a certain something about you. And I'd love for you to talk to us about that and how you navigated that season, but you still kept true to who you were. Uh, absolutely. So in order to answer that question, I got to go back a little bit. Um, the the major, The first part of my career, um, before I went to the Panthers, I actually uh, was an undrafted player um, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, I actually was cut that first preseason, and I was out of football for almost an entire year. Wow. And during this during this time period is when I really um, kind of went through those stages. I was depressed. I was uh, I was down, angry, frustrated. Couldn't watch football. Was just in one of the lowest places of my life. And it was during that time period that I uh, was I cultivated relationship with Christ. Um, I grew up in church. I knew uh, what it meant to be a, a, a Christian and what it meant to be a believer. My parents were both uh, strong believers and they exemplified a relationship with the Lord uh, my entire life. And I knew I had departed from that for a, t- for a season, well, basically for my, my whole life. And I knew what I needed to do. And when the Lord basically saved me and brought me out of that situation, um, even though I didn't play uh, almost that whole year, that's when I really started to strengthen my relationship with God and realized that football wasn't who I was. Up until that point, it was who I was. That's where I found my identity. That's where uh, I placed my value. Uh, that's where my life revolved around. And it wasn't until uh, that moment where I really uh, started to realize, like, hey, I am a Christian before I'm a football player. I'm a man of God before um, the job that I do, the sport that I play. I mean, Avery, during those time periods, I, I worked um, 
I worked minimum wage jobs. I worked jobs that were geared around serving people. I worked um, jobs that I never thought I would work. You know, being a college graduate, you know, wanting to be an NFL player, but having to do what I had to do in order to, you know, basically keep the bills paid and to stay afloat. Yeah. And it was during those time period, that time period that I was like, you know, the Lord showed me like, hey, I'll take care of you when you commit yourself to me and when you uh, really just go all in in your relationship with me. That's when I show you who I am and show you the faithfulness that you read about in the Bible when I take care of the Israelites and I take care of uh, God's people. Um, I'm that same God. And that's when he really showed me that football wasn't my identity. And so, you know, fast forward back to the present time after I got cut for the final time in, in, in Atlanta, it still was a challenge. I was I was frustrated because I still wanted to play, still believed I had the ability to play, but the phone didn't ring. And while it may seem seamless, there was still some challenges there. Um, I can tell you I probably wasn't the best husband. And, and even two or three months after I got released, we had our first child. And so I know there was feelings of like kind of lowliness, worthlessness, feeling that, like I, I'm not providing because at that point in time I hadn't necessarily found a job because I was still pursuing the, the career, uh, still was a free agent, wanting to get a phone call to get back in. But in the same token, I had been through that season before and it wasn't until, you know, God recalled to my remembrance those times when um, I didn't have much and when I didn't have football that he still took care of me. I, re I remembered, hey, you know what? This is a new chapter. This is a new season. No matter if I get picked up again or not, God's going to take care of me. And, you know, it, it definitely wasn't easy. And I, I, I love, I'd love to sit here and tell you, like, hey, I, I, I stuck it out. I was confident the whole time. No, I was, I was frustrated. And if my wife was on the phone, she can tell you I probably wasn't in the best place. Yeah. But at the same time, she reminded me and she encouraged me. And, and we got through that season together. And I was you know, able to end up um, working a job at Merrill Lynch that that you know that was able to support the family and that I, I was it was what I needed to do during that time period until this new door opened up. So that's that may be a long answer, Avery, but that's just kind of how it all you know worked together to to the place where I am now. Gotcha. No, that's a that's a great answer. One of the things you said I want to kind of circle back to is you talked about the loneliness. And uh, a lot of people don't or aren't willing to go there when you're when you're let go from a job, uh, especially something that you feel this is what you're supposed to be doing. There's a there's a loneliness that comes with that. Can you can you maybe unpack that a little bit for us? Oh, absolutely. If you imagine for the for the football player. Our lives are kind of in a reverse cycle. Uh, when you see most people, you know, when you talk about most men go through midlife crisis, you know, they're generally in their 40s, 50s, and they start to, you know, have those regrets or or wonder if they were, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing or if they've achieved what they thought they should be achieving in life. You know, when you play football, you know, everything you do is on the front end of your life. I mean, your career is basically done by the time you're in your mid-20s. And the, the game that you've played your entire life, that you love, that you've been passionate about, when that game goes, you you now are left wondering, like, what am I to do now? Like, well, who am I now? Because yeah. I've given my all to this game. I've, I've done all that um, I've desired to do. And now that I've reached the pinnacle and now that it's gone, what am I left with now? And no matter what player I talk to, whether it's myself who bounced around from team to team, I was on you know six teams through six years. 
um, to other players who've had illustrious careers, you know, 15, 20 year careers, everyone that I talked to, they have that same, that same issue of, of after they leave the game, it, it's a question of, man, what do I do now? And who am I now? And they miss the game. They miss what they're going through. And that, that loneliness is there because you feel like other people may not necessarily understand because they haven't been in that situation before, or they, they may not understand what you've gone through because, hey, they see, oh, you've made a lot of money, you play football, that sort of thing. And it's, and quite frankly, not every football player makes a lot of money, uh, Avery, I'll be honest. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of seasons when there are no checks coming and you have to still pay bills and you have to still take care of a family. And there's a lot of things that go on that are behind the scenes and the, the amount of, of hard work that goes into it. You know, you see the finished product on the field, but you don't know oftentimes all that goes into it. So, you know, there, there is that loneliness. There's that, man, who can I talk to? Who would understand? What am I to do now? Who am I now? I mean, all those questions kind of just stir at all times. And, and, and quite frankly, if it wasn't for that, that foundation in Christ that, that he was able to build within me and, and that confidence in him, I wouldn't be in this place right now. I probably still would be in the right. I don't know where I would be, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't take credit for that. And I know that a lot of my, my fellow, you know, brethren in, in the football world have experienced that. And, and, and there's statistics that show that there's a lot of struggles there, you know, once the game is gone as a result. No, that, that's good. Just that it's, it's real and it's there. And without that foundation of Christ, you, you, you often just stay there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, there, there, there's, there's so many, like I said, there's so many guys that, you know, I, I, I want to reach out to because they're, they're hurting, they're struggling because they don't know what, what has happened. And, and I've been there and I, and I understand as well. And without that foundation, maybe I can tell you, well, what, what I would do. That's good. Well, but before we let you go, it's, it, it seems, uh, the, the question is right in front of us. You've, You've you've gone through this season. Um, you've you've done it well. I can tell you from the outside looking in. Um, you've you've done it. You've done it well. Um, what's what's next? What's next up for you? Um, what what when when the page turns? What's on the other chat? What's in the other chapter? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing, and you know, if I can just do some bullet points, is is to remain faithful in whatever God has you doing while you're waiting for that next chapter. Um, and that's for the football player. That's for the, you know, the lawyer, the CEO of the company, the, the lowest on the total pool of the company, wherever you are, remain faithful to the Lord in whatever he has you do. So, you know, hey, that football door didn't open as a player, but I knew I still had a passion for the game. And my wife would continue to tell me, hey, pursue it, pursue it. But I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's what I want to do because there's so many unanswered questions. I've, I've I knew that I wanted to do something football, but I didn't know what it all entailed. And, you know, I worked the job at Merrill Lynch. I was, you know, doing pretty well. The, you know, it took care of my money. Uh, it took care of my family. It paid the bills. But there wasn't that same passion there as it was for football. And, and quite frankly, the Lord just kind of opened up a door for, for this scouting opportunity to come about. And it was a true blessing because even though it may not be, you know, where I wanted to be necessarily financially or um, it may not be, um, it, it, in some people's minds, like, hey, you'd be crazy to, to give up the, the, high, the, the higher paying job 
to go into a field where there's necessarily more uncertainty or or whatever, you know, I can't deny what the Lord has placed in front of me. I can't deny what I'm passionate about. And I believe that when we're doing what we've been called to do, the money comes, the the security comes, and the passion carries us beyond the, I guess, the doldrums of, of the career we're in. And I can say that, hey, this wasn't a, you know, career choice that was, that would be necessarily, you know, people say like, oh, hey, you work in the NFL, but hey, there's a lot of, a lot of things that go into it that's not for everybody. But at the end of the day, if I know this is what God has called me to, he'll provide during the times when, uh, you know, we have to go through the struggles and we have to go through the, you know, the, the tougher times. And so, you know, that's to somebody who, hey, is working a job because it pays well. And I'm not saying, you know, you definitely have to take care of your family and definitely have to do um, what you need to do in the meantime. But if the opportunity presents itself to do something you feel like you're called to do and you feel like the Lord is placed in front of you to do, don't be afraid to step out there and do it because he'll cover you if this is what he's called you to do. And that's that's, that's the step that we're taking right now. And so I don't know where that will ultimately lead, but I know that I can't deny this is what he's called us to as a family. And he's opened up every door that seemed like it, it would be in a natural shut. And I'm we're excited about it. And we know that God is going to take care of us because he's done it so many times before. That's good. So to make it clear for everyone else, this is a guy who played college football, uh, he made it to the NFL, played with several teams, uh, but through a season was free agent, wasn't playing, but through faithfulness is now about to find himself um, moving to the frigid city of Detroit, and what exactly are you going to be doing with the organization there? Um, so, like you said, I'll be a scouting assistant. So to start off, I mean, it's it's at the ground level. Um, there's going to be a lot of a lot of grinding to do, whether that's watching film, cutting up tape, um, whatever the organization asks me asks me to do on the front end. That's that's what I'm going in to do. So. Um, that's that's cool. Like, so you get it's to not like you, easy, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah, like you said, maybe not uh, on the field like you thought, but you're you're right next to what you love, and who knows what God's going to do from there. Exactly, exactly, and that's all. We all we can do is is be faithful over what's been put before us, and after that, the Lord opens up the doors that He needs to open. Um, we're not going to, we're not going to have all the answers in front of us to every decision that we make. And oftentimes we want that. We want the crystal ball. We want the, you know, we want the, uh, the, the clear picture of, Hey, if I go down this road, this is exactly what it's going to look like. And this is the exact road that I'm going to have to travel. And this is all the things that are going to have to be in place for it to happen. No, there's, there's, there's oftentimes none of that. There just might be a glimpse of this is what. Uh, this is what I know I'm gifted in doing. This is not what I, what I know I'm called to do. And the road might not be visible. And I think there's a poem back in the day that I used to memorize for elementary school. Two roads diverge on a, I believe on a path and I take the one less traveled. You may not know what that less traveled road looks like, but there's a destination to go to and God will navigate the rest of it. That's so good, man. Thanks for uh, speaking with us. This has been really good. You don't have to uh, be on a, a team. You don't have to be going through your exact situation. What you've spoken to crosses so many lines and so many 
area. So thank you for speaking with us. Uh, We wish the best of luck to you and uh, your family for everyone else that is listening. Um, Hopefully something Josh has said, hopefully uh, something the Holy Spirit has said through him helps you as you're leading his leaders.